Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, the number one sportsbook app out there. Check it out, DraftKings, code word PHNX. All right, now joined by Brad Alice. I am merely Mike Luke. All right, Brad, we talked about it a little bit on the post game, but I wanted to get your take on this uh, uh, a little bit more. So during the uh, when Jed Fish was announced as the head coach, um, he said all the things that, you know, coaches have said, heck, Kevin Sumlin said, you know, we're going to recruit, no stone unturned. We're going to do things the right way, engage the alumni. Jed Fish, and again, I have no clue what kind of coach Jed Fish is going to be. Jed Fish is really the first coach that's actually kind of fallen through with those promises, it appears. Yeah, at least since Mike Stoops. Uh, I thought right. Stoops did a very good job. And maybe he'd even do a good job. But he just did a job engaging the alumni because – the prior coach uh, turned them all away. Right. Um, there's a famous story where, you know, the reason uh, it took Antonio Pierce years to become a double agent was because they wouldn't <laughs> let him work out in the weight room to prepare right. for his, uh, you know, draft day stuff, the, the you know, the evaluation. Um, but yeah, you know, when, when Fish was hired, he was not my guy. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, Same here. Uh, but if you'll remember, or maybe you don't, I did a podcast where I said, here's what he needs to do at the bare minimum. And one was become part of the community. And, you know, we always joke about the EGs. Yeah, right. I want to see it. But what did he do? He went to tennis matches and baseball games and women's basketball games and men's basketball games and flew to the Final Four. Um, you know, has been seen eating at restaurants and name-dropping restaurants. <laughs> right. Yeah, he engaged the alumni initially, right away, where they have the first meeting. They, I, I don't know if they're still doing the weekly meetings or whether they're bi-weekly, um, but obviously the alumni seems to be engaged. He engaged uh, in-state coaches with Mm -hmm. Zoom meetings. And then, um, you know, they've recruited as well in the state. And there's still a long way to go. But since Stoops, um, you know, they did things to engage the students. They did things, you know, yeah, he's done everything about right. And even going so far as, yeah, trying to find those recruiting niches. Um, You know, he's, he's in the Polynesian community now uh, with Johnny Nansen with, uh, you know, uh, Coach Pop, uh, you know, Tafusi. Uh, yeah. So that, and I think his pro-style offense is his recruiting niche of all things. You know, right. we, I thought they had to be super gimmicky. He went the opposite. You want to come play in the league? I'll get you quicker. It's a lot like what Luke did. Right. You know, remember, people forget Luke used to use a lot of pro practice concepts. And there's the story that Andre Iguodala hated Luke's practices until he went to his first Sixers practice. 
and he knew all the drills and he was showing vets the drills. So, um, yeah. And again, so now, yes, he has to prove he can coach. It looks better to me. Uh, there are still some things in his play calling. I don't like but you like the wildcat with Jamari Joyner. I do not. I don't necessarily hate wildcat in general, but it's just not working. So let's take right. that page out and, and get rid of it for a while. Um, but if it's two or three plays, I don't like a game. Um, find me a coach you don't say, uh, uh, show me an offensive genius. I don't think that about, right? You know, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy frustrate me sometimes. You know, uh, oh, that must be really hard rooting for uh, a yeah, <laughs> watching. You know what? Game. Watching the Bills game last night, there were a few head scratching play calls. They put mm -hmm. up forty one, so it's it's again, it's crit, it's being critical. And again, we don't know what they're checking down into. So the fact is, yeah, I didn't like execution in the Mississippi State game far more than I didn't mm -hmm. like play call. Because uh, Delara wouldn't run. And guess what Delara did the next week? He ran. Right. Which meant he threw better. Which meant they put up, you know, again, was it an offensive explosion? No, but it was consistent offense. You know what? You know what's also impressed me about Fish so far is I think he's done a pretty good job of evaluating talent because there's some guys out there that everybody knew when T, uh, when T Mac came in or Jaden Delora. You could just look at their resumes and they spoke for themselves. But you could look at look at a guy like a Tanner McLaughlin who now is seems to be the best tight end Arizona's had since Rob Gronkowski was here. Look at a guy like a Jacob Manu, for example. And again, Manu's got to get bigger, and we'll talk about him. But he's a player that, you know, a little bit undersized, obviously, but he looks like he's going to be a player kind of in that, you know, that Dick Tomey mold where you got kind of the undersized linebackers that are able to make plays. You know, a Jonah Coleman was a three-star running back that looks like he's going to be a real problem there. I can keep going, but – They've done a really good job of evaluating a lot of different players, not just the highly ranked guys. And I think that's the key. When you're Arizona, you have to roll the dice on some things. Uh, one is ignoring the height chart. Right. Uh, and I say this as a guy who's not on the height chart. Mm -hmm. um, that might mean taking a 5'10 quarterback or a 5'6 or a pair of 5'6 running backs or a 5'9 linebacker. Or a 5'7 quarterback. I, I gave him 5'10", but we know he's, oh. yeah, he's 5'7". Um, but they have to have these other skills. But, yeah, USC's not taking a chance on those guys. But Arizona right. can. Um, you know, yeah, Tommy did that. Who was, you know, they, you know, Keith Smith was maybe 5'10". Right. Um, you know, Adrian Koch, if we're going to talk about my two favorite players of the Tommy Great era, example. Was about a 5'8", walk-on linebacker who wrestled alligators and, and was in the Navy or the Marines or whatever. Right. I think he was over in Somalia, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, exactly. It's a crazy story. Um, that or you take a – you roll the dice on athleticism. And, again, I'm only being slightly hypocritical here because Rich Rod did some of the same things, but he only did it one position. Wide receiver, five right. six wide receiver. I don't mind rolling the dice every once in a while on a five foot seven wide receiver. I don't want seven of them. Right. Um, but the other thing is athleticism. You know, we've seen the you know the kid coming in next year from uh, New Mexico, uh, mm -hmm. who's just a freak athlete. Um, you look at to a you know some of these other D linemen, D ends who are just freak athletes, and then you hope you can turn them into football players. Now, can you build your entire class on that? Absolutely not. But if that's your back five is a five six running back, uh, you know, a, right. a five eight linebacker and a six foot seven athlete who you're not sure if he's a tight end, a tackle, a D end, so be it. But yes, you need to put those with because you know if you're Arizona, you're going to get one T Mac per class. You're going to get one Burnett. Maybe if you get really good, you get two. You're not going to be USC, which is going to have twenty five. 
Right. So you got to find these other guys. And yeah, Tommy did it very well. Stoops did it okay to an extent. Um, Rich Rod did that, but didn't have the high end guys. To well, that's the problem. Yeah. So you got to balance both. And and so far, so good. Now we're only two classes in, and the and the first class was kind of a throwaway, as we saw. There's some guys who again aren't Arizona good who were included in that class. Now some of those were the Sumlin recruits, and some of those were transfers uh, that you know Fish took. And I know there's some people like, well, you know, why do you take? Well, you know what? You took Jacob Crew or uh, you know Gunner Cruz. You took Gunner Maldonado, Drake Anderson. Only of those guys is, is Maldonado but playing. But they opened some doors, and honestly, they filled out your roster with D one bodies because you didn't even have enough of those. That's the thing is you just needed a roster at that point. So now to see his true evaluations, let's look at this year's crop. And there are misses. You know, right now it looks like uh, Warnell, the, the safety from UCLA, is a miss. Right. Maybe it won't be in two years, but right now he's a miss. But Savea's looked okay when he's mm-hmm. played. He hasn't played a ton. Uh, you know, Eccles has been a monster. Eccles, is, Eccles has exceeded my expectations. Right. Uh, you look at, uh, obviously, Delora, Cowing. I mean, those guys are kind of can't miss. But even going back a year, Jerry Roberts. I yeah, it looked like a good pickup from Bowling Green, but I was far more excited about the other kid, the kid from what was it, Western Michigan. Roberts mm-hmm. has been a beast. Roberts has been an animal for sure. Um, you know, you know, he he hasn't played a ton, but it looks like uh, was it Malik Reed mm-hmm. is going to end up being a pretty good player in this program. So yeah, so if you're going to use the transfer portal, you better hit about eighty percent, and and I would say this year's class is at least at eighty percent. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Hunter Eccles, though, because I think that's a really good one to start with because he's been a total game changer. A couple of things, though, you need to know Four Peaks Brewery. This is the place to go for all the Arizona Cardinals watch parties right there. They have all kinds of good stuff, drink specials. And oh, by the way, Cardinals ticket giveaways in a 220 screen inch uh, TV Check out the link in the description. Must be 21 or older. Enjoy responsibly. And Tap and Bottle. This is the new home for the away games. Tap and Bottle downtown for the away Arizona football and basketball games. I'm going to be down there um, getting started at about 2 o'clock. Uh, Brad's going to try to make it down there. So we're going to have a little bit of east side love of you know, a celebrity showing up in there. Loved for all of you to be able to come down there. Uh, Four Peaks Brew will be down there as well. All kinds of really good stuff. And... Uh, Again, we're back up there this. Uh, we're back up there this week. Uncle Ken's going to be making his debut next month as well. He's confirmed that. So, just uh, leave that right there. Okay. Now, Hunter Eccles. Um, I'm, Hunter Eccles has been an absolute game changer in that he, there hasn't been a guy that I can remember probably since Scooby Wright. But uh, there hasn't been a guy since Scooby Wright that seems to consistently be in the backfield. And again, I know he got knocked out in the one game against San Diego State, but Brad, every time he's on the field, he feels like a guy that is an NFL-type player that Arizona hasn't had in that position in a long time. Yeah, you know, this makes me wonder, because again, I saw his production at USC and was not impressed. Right. Um, Don't remember. He was there four years, so it wasn't like Now let's not pretend I'm breaking down film and looking at him every play and charting, and maybe I just looked at his numbers and – could not remember him from the times Arizona played. So let's right. be honest, this is not a full scouting report. But now the question is, was USC just that good? Mm-hmm. Or was Clay Helton's staff just that bad? Could it be a little of both? It could be a little of both. Maybe it was just he needed a fresh year. You know, I don't know. For all we know, again, I don't want to pass it. 
maybe it was just he need to get out of LA. Right. Um, maybe he needed, you know, he graduated. He has a degree from SC. Maybe he just needs to, and I'm, I'm again, I don't want to be mean to Eccles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe he's not, maybe he's taking closer to the Matt Leinart uh, graduate classes than he is um, <laughs> right. the PhD path. Right. Um, and that's the beauty of being a grad transfer. You can take like six units. You've um, earned the right to be in that. He's done position. it. He's got the degree from SC. In fact, I saw his dad was on Twitter today posting like, "Hey, it's all gravy now. Right. We're we're he's a college graduate who can focus on football. Great, you right. deserve it. Um, who knows? But it's working. You know, he's got pro size. He's got pro athleticism. Now, if he can be a, put that together and be a pro player, then he's a guy who could get drafted and certainly give uh, an added uh, shine an added light on Arizona." And that's fantastic for him, for his family, for the program. So I'm glad I didn't. Again, I was not. He's not one of those guys who's like, oh, you shouldn't take him. But I wasn't expecting. I was right. hoping to get. I was hoping to get a a, a decent starter out of him because it, or a reliable third end. And now he's been a star and he's really helping Jalen Harris kind of maximize his uh, ability too as a player. And I, and I think you hit the nail on the head. The thing with uh, the thing with guys like that is that it seems like a lot of times there's really no in between and that you, you're either Anthony Solomon, you know, who comes from another big time school. And again, maybe Anthony Solomon becomes good, but, or you have a guy that, or like a Hunter Eccles who is just like, okay, you know, Come on down here and you become a difference maker immediately because you can make the case that Hunter Eccles' performance so far this year has been good for at least a win. Yeah. You know, I mean, when just he set the tone in the uh, San Diego State game. Right. And then didn't play the rest of it. But if, yeah, if you look at it to me again, if I'm Arizona, what I really want to do in the transfer portal from here on out. Um, and again, I know why you're taking players from Northwestern and, and, and things like that, but. You don't want lateral moves, right? Unless it's a, a quarterback, to be honest. Right. And Delara is a lateral move from. You know, but you'll take a Pac-12 freshman of the year as a lateral move. Yes, but what I want is I either want a guy who's just stuck in a log jam at a at a at a better school, right? USC, Michigan, like Solomon, uh, UCLA, um, mm-hmm. you know, Wisconsin, which they, you know, or I want a guy who's at a lesser school who much like Lute used to do and much like they all do. I mean, look, right. you know, Kyer and uh, now our, our, our guy uh, from, from, from Campbell, Campbell uh, university, Cedric Henderson, Cedric Henderson. I couldn't think of his name for a second. Or you want the guys who are want to step up, right. who want to, you know, I didn't have those scholarships out of, out of high school. So now I want to play in, in the pac 12 and, and, you know, you look at, look at those guys, Jerry Roberts, mm-hmm. uh, Tanner McLaughlin, Again, who wasn't even on scholarship. He was right. Um, Cowing. Uh, you go Dorian you know, Singer. Yeah, you know, there's a few of those guys who, again, so yeah, you might look FCS, or you might, or I want you to look. I want you to go top fifteen. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do I want you to take. And again, he 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 was he was fine last. The transfer from Vanderbilt, right? A, a transfer from Texas Tech. Um, either get the guy who was the four or five star who just for whatever reason, and whether it's a log jam, didn't like the school, you know, and if you roll the dice and he, and he's worn out and he doesn't play. Okay. I can live with that. Um, because probably you're going to roll the dice two other times and you're going to get DJ Williams. Right. Who's been again, not a superstar, but everything you needed him to be. What do you think? All right. So we've got now got three games of Jaden Delora. 
what does what do you believe just watching him so far and just obviously watching you know bits and pieces of what he was last year what is Jaden Delora's apex how far can you go with Jaden Delora do you think I mean I think he's the guy who stays the full three um and you continue to build around him who can be a guy who can get you sniffing a conference uh championship game Mm -hmm. again which is Everything, you know, again, you don't know because, and here's, and this is a rant I'm going to probably go on on my podcast this week about. Give us a preview of the rant. How about that? You can do everything you can do to be a a, a national championship team, but someone else could do it better. So all these SEC teams who fire their 10-win coaches, guess what? You still got Alabama there. Right. Um, You know, Georgia's the only one who got it right um, Right. uh, by firing, you know, some nine-win coaches. But I'm not – Dan Mullen was damn good at Florida for a while. He had one bad year. You got rid of him. Right. Um, until say it's the same. You can't compare yourself to Shashesky. You can't compare yourself to, you know, if you're in the, the, the big, the, you know, the West coast conference and you don't overtake Mark view, you don't need to fire your coach. Right. Same thing. Arizona could build everything they need to do. And Lincoln Riley may still run this conference. Does that mean mm-hmm. Jed Fish was a failure? No. Now if Jed Fish is a five win team four years from now, it never gets to a, you know, past uh, a third place finish, then yeah, you might not be happy. But Delore is a guy who I think, again, if he has all the tools around him, can, can get you 10 wins. Now, again, you got to put a lot more in place around him right now. But if you plopped him onto USC right now, they're not significantly different. Is, is Caleb Williams better? Probably. Yeah, he is. But what is you're he, saying, though, is... Is he, two, is he three wins better? Probably not. Right. All right. G Rod has a great question here. I think that, and I want to get to in just a second here. A couple things they're going to tell you about game time. Hottest new ticketing site going now for concerts, games, whatever you need. And here's the best part about it you can save up to 60% on these tickets when you buy last minute. It's great for the procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link on the description. We had a guy in the post-game show Saturday who said that he got his tickets through game time. And uh, you know what? It's working right now. Check it out. And one other thing, too, candling. Not all children uh, have what it needs to be successful in life. Um, Young children live in poverty. More than 50% of the children are behind their peers before they even start kindergarten. Candlelin is a Phoenix-based uh, nonprofit and is on a mission to provide the support programs and uh, everything that these kids need. To get involved with Candlelin's mission or make a donation, visit candlelin.org. Okay. G-Rod makes a great point here, uh, or not a great point, a great question. And do you think if Noah doesn't crack the starting lineup in two years, he transfers, the kid is damn good, I hope he sticks it out. This is why it's. I think it's very important to be able to get kids and to be honest with kids. Just because just by we had his pops on the show about a month ago, and you see his dad on Twitter. They signed off on everything. They were fine with bringing in Jade and Delora. You got to remember, too, that if, let's say Delora's here this year and next year, that means that if Fafita is what we think he is, Fafita would be starting as a sophomore. So, I mean, you've got that. You would have a long time in front of him right there. But I also get the sense, too, Brad, in that I think once Fafita hits the, the field in a real capacity, I don't know that he's coming off. Sure, he's small, but he's got the biggest arm on the team. He moves around. Football comes naturally to him. You could tell. I would be surprised if uh, uh, Noah Fafita isn't a long-term starter here at Arizona at some point during his career. I don't mean to be callous, 
but you're about to be. I hope either Noah Fafita or Brandon Dorman transfer out of this program. Mm-hmm. Because that means Jaden Delar is a stud, and one of those other two is a stud. Exactly. Um, because, again, you're going to have one year of separation. Um, right. So, yeah. So, I know Delara in his mind, and he, I think he's been pretty candid about it, would love to be here two years and split. Right. I think he'd love to be here one year and split. Now, I will say this. Delara, Delara does not as an NFL, look yeah. like an NFL quarterback. I agree. I agree. But then again, I watched uh, Jalen Hurts play last night, and I would have told you the same thing. And I would have said the exact same thing. Exactly. So, again, the NFL game is evolving. He does have a strong arm. If he can show that he's a quick release guy, that he's a quick decision guy, um, then maybe. Um, but, yeah, for, does Fafita – Fafita is, is a guy who, to me, is going to be hit or miss. He's either right. going to be Keith Smith who to mm-hmm. me is still probably would have been the best quarterback ever. If, if, Dick if he's Keith Smith, there. we will take that every day of the week. Oh, but he could also be Nick Costa. And I right. don't mean because – and he's a very different player than Nick Costa. But Nick Costa had all the tools other than yeah. height. Right. Or Fafita has all the tools other than height. And you just don't know how it's going right. to transfer. Right. Um, Does it mean I, something to you – let me ask you this, though. Being that he did play against the best competition that there, you know, that there is in the country – did, does that mean something to you? Because the only that's a little bit of a difference, at least with me and Nick Costa, is that Nick Costa was in Oswego, Oregon. Yeah, but you know, yes and no, because I don't know enough about that Servite program to know what their their offense is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Colo Tate played against the best competition in LA too, and it was street ball. That's um, true. That's true. Which again, you can win with street ball. The the Cardinals did it Saturday or <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Um, once they kind of threw some of that playbook out and let and let Kyler cook, uh, they were a lot better. Um, and hey, I would Ron Ron, I will not have Ronald Veal slander. Oh. That dude could run the option. Oh. Unfortunately, we didn't run the pure option. Well, the problem is that Ronald Veal couldn't throw. Isn't Ronald Veal a quarterback or a quarterback coach? You know by who the way? he's a quarterback coach for? Well. Fields and Lawrence in high school. Well, I guess Mike Tyson's financial advisor can uh, still yeah. do some good stuff. I oh, mean, yeah, but no, but Veal was not brought in to throw. He couldn't throw. He, I think he was slightly better thrower than Malaulu, who wasn't good. Bobby Waters couldn't throw, um, and those that's because they were trying to run option. But then they had to go Chuck out. Levy at one point. Yeah, Chuck, yeah. Chuck might yeah. have been the best thrower of the. Floor. I know he probably was. Fernando Parra, I think, has an interesting question. Where does Delora rank in the conference QB? So if I'm just looking in the South right now. Um, he's obviously better than anybody Colorado has. I don't care what any ASU fans have. He's, uh, he's much better than Emory Jones. He's not, but that's where it gets interesting though. Is DTR that much better than Jaden Delora? I'd rather have Delora. I would as well. And now I, I would not take him over SC or Utah at this point. Right. So that's right there. And then you look at the, you you look in the North, the Knicks kid from Washington looks fantastic so far, but we'll see. Penix. Pennix, excuse me. I don't know Nick's, why I said Nick. No, Nick is awful. I would take, pro- and I would take Delora over. Or over I would Nick's. take Delora over Nick's every day. P- the Penix kid at Wazoo good. is really good. Mm-hmm, for sure, he's good. Um, but I would say, if you wanted to tell me that Jaden Delora is one of the four or five best quarterbacks in the conference, yeah, that feels about right. I, he's, I think, in that conversation where you take the top three out, and I think right now, to me, and I haven't seen enough of Oregon State to know what they've got. But to me, the the top three are Penix. And I'm assuming it's Penix and P- or Penix. Um, and I Arizona recruit him. I should know. Uh, you know, the, uh, why can't uh, the kid at 
uh, Utah, whose name escapes me all of a sudden. And then I'll go, four. I'll go four. I'm fine with four. But I think he gets in that conversation now with three other guys where you're probably taking your guy. I'm right. sure Wazoo was saying, no, we'd rather have our guy. Right. Um, and they've played really well. And I'm sure Oregon State's like, wait, we're undefeated. We'll take our guy. Um, Do you, I don't think you, ASU's saying we'll take our guy. Let me ask you this. Maybe, maybe there. But, yeah, so, yeah, if he's in the conversation of four to seven, I'm fine with that. I tweeted I tweeted this out, and I'm curious as to your take. Out of the four Servite kids, and, again, we haven't seen Key and Burnett, obviously. We really we haven't seen a ton of Noah Fafita. Is Arizona going to hit on all four of those? What's I would assume guess? now that Manu has seen the field as a true freshman, yes. Right. And again, <laughs> Fafita, they may not hit on him, but someone else will. Right. Like he's not a bad pick. It's against the nature of the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I worried about Manu only because he was undersized and not a lot of other teams were recruiting him. Right, right. Um, again, I don't look at height a whole lot except for, honestly, offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I'm also five foot six and, and worship at the altar of Doug Flutie. But you know, if you if you want to trot out a five foot six running back, I'm all for it. You know, right. to me, Warwick Dunn is 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 one of the best of all time. Um, uh, you know, yeah, no, I love the Warwick Dunn. Barry Sanders was a little dude. Yeah, so yeah. So if you want to try it out again, would I rather have a six two two sixty linebacker who runs like Ray Lewis? Yes. But if I have to take five eight, two twenty who runs that fast too, I'll I'll take it every day. Um but I just, yeah, I was a little curious that he didn't have a ton. He didn't even seem to have a ton of uh, group of, of of six offers. Like he didn't right. have those. He high didn't have end. like the San Jose State. I mean, it, it, well, those. he I think yeah, but you know, he didn't have Utah State. He didn't that's have what I, that's what Nevada. Yeah. He didn't have uh, you know Fresno State. Right. Uh, teams that you know San Diego State. Um, teams that are competing more often than not against you know Power Five schools. But yeah, so he's been a revelation. I assume Burnett's going to figure out eventually. Uh, I think his problem is he probably is a little bit of a tweener. I think he does have to add some more size compared to. I mean, look at McLaughlin; he's huge. Well, um, I think people, the other kid is really big. So yeah, but uh, and then you know, T Mac, I still think is developing. I think he's been thrust into a little bit of a of a bigger role than maybe uh, he's ready mm-hmm. for. But uh, you know, he made some big plays when he needed to. I think. Uh, um... What's his name? Or what's his name? Um, oh, Keen Burnett. Uh, we, when we had Big Chester on, uh, you know, probably a couple months ago, he made an interesting point that I thought was fascinating. He said, um, he said, I don't know really what to expect from Keen this first year because, to be honest with you, he never he hasn't had a position coach to this point. And you're playing the tight end position where blocking is obviously a huge part of the game. And I think a lot of people just have this misconception. Well, your dad played in the NFL. You should just be able to figure that out. But, you know, you could just tell that Chester was like, it might take him a little bit of time. And I think that when you come from that background, when you come from a family that is willing to wait there, I would be very surprised if he didn't turn out to be a multi-year starter at some point. Most high schools, either the tight ends work with the offensive line or they work with the wide receivers. They split time with both. Yeah. Most schools. And again, I don't know. Servite might have 47 coaches for all I know. Right. And I don't know how many tight end coaches, like personal coaches there are out there. Uh, I just don't know. I know I can go hire a quarterback coach. I know I can go hire a, you know, a strength and conditioning coach. Do they, you know, I'm guessing in LA there probably is. You can probably go get some old Rams, you know, tight end or. Right. uh, Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's an interesting. Plus, we don't know how Arizona wants envisions using him. Um, do they want him as a pure tight end? Do they want him as that hybrid? 
um, you know, Terrence Miller type, if you want to go back right. to the Stoops era. I don't know. Um, so, again, some of that, if he is trying to become a pure tight end, yeah, maybe he has to learn to block. Or if it's the hybrid, maybe it's just difficulty learning two sets of pass patterns, you know, a slot receiver and a tight end. So, again, I'm not necessarily worried about him. Again, I think, and, and to, to answer Sean's question, yeah, I think Noah will redshirt. If I do, too. He doesn't end up having to play a significant amount this season because of an injury. I think you try to sneak him into three or four games, get him a little bit of action, but then so you yeah, he can go right play here. three more. But right. um, yeah, so to me, he's the biggest question only because, again, only one quarterback can play at a time. Right. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to get Brad's win season prediction now that we know that we're doing one, but also want to tell you about morefurniture.com, M-O-R furniture. They gave everybody the new uh, PHNX uh, um, uh, studio is absolutely bitching. All of the furniture in there from More Furniture, all of the setup. Check it out, morefurniture.com, M-O-R furniture.com. Look at okay. Saul cracking the whip and getting getting all these new sales. Like, uh, what, three new sponsors today? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, we got like six or seven sponsors right now. So, again, I guess they just heard about the uh, the uh, power of PHN, the code word PHNX and how it will just take off. All right, Brad, Arizona's two and – before we sign off here, Arizona's two and one right now. What – what do you think now, after watching the team through a quarter of the season, what is a realistic win expectation slash hope now after you've seen what you've seen? Uh, another um, sneak preview of the uh, podcast, Well Played Chain. Mm-hmm. Um, well I, played think, chain. I think Cal is the most important game of the season. Okay. because Yes, I agree with you. Because that's you a beat, because you beat Cal, you're four, you're four and one. Because you're going to smash Colorado. You're going to smash Colorado, barring a just utter disaster. Um, and then if you're four and one, you start looking at games because there's certain games I don't think they can win. I don't believe that they can beat USC or Utah. I think those are just terrible or for different reasons, terrible matchups for them. But I do believe that they can beat Wazoo. I know Wazoo had the nice win. Wazoo's um, good. They're, Wazoo's in good. fact, if you look at it right now, four of their neck, four of their opponents, and four that they're going to play in a row are ranked. Wazoo as a case to be ranked. Right. Um, again, I don't know what that's going to – We all know, Wazoo's always that program um, that, you know, either wins two more than they should or two less than they should. Right. They never seem to win the right amount. Uh, but, yeah, so I think I think that four-game stretch is really tough. You, if you could pick off, to me, the most logical candidates, UCLA. Right. Because um, I think winning in Seattle is going to be really tough. And Washington looks really good. I'll give credit to – to DeBoer. He's done a very nice job there. Very um, much so. You know, obviously ASU is is a game that Arizona probably I believe Arizona should win. I believe but Arizona, it's ASU. It's a rivalry game, but I believe Arizona should win that game. I I thought before the year, and I still think this, that yes, Herm is out, but I thought Arizona, and this I think this goes to show you too, the hemorrhaging of the ASU program. No offense, Shane, you're my guy. Um, that hemorrhaging of the ASU program and the improvement of the Arizona program, I think Arizona's got better players. Forget, you know, just the coaching. I think when I just look at both of these teams on the field, Arizona, to me, looks like they have more talented guys, Brad. I would agree with you, yeah. Um, So I think if you beat Cal, you're looking at six, and you try to seek the seventh. I think if you don't beat Cal, it's going to be tough to win the six. Right. Um, But, you know, does Jed Fish have the upset in him? Because... Rich Rod and Stoops always, they always had that one upset every year um, or near upset. Does he have that in him? And last year, I guess Utah was that game. Right. Um, because if, yeah, if you could sneak out one in that weird, you know, was it four or five game stretch, 
And then you're just looking at picking off one against Wazoo and ASU to close out the year. Um, and if somehow you can get two, uh, that's even better. Yeah. So yeah, I think if you beat Cal, you're looking at you're looking at six, maybe right. seven. If you don't beat Cal, you're probably looking at four or five. All right, everybody out there, as always, thank everybody. Tons of contributions. Appreciate Shane Diefenbach, my guy. Even though he's on the other side of PHNX Sun Devils, they do a great job over there. Shane, I hope you guys don't win any more games, but I do wish you all the most success in the world right there. You're my guy. Brad, as always, you're the man. Everybody out there, try to make it out to, if you can, try to make it out to Tap and Bottle downtown. Help out or, uh, you know, Come watch the game with me. You can make fun of me if you want. Uh, a lot of people have looked at me as a pinata in the past. Employer, you know what? I look forward to uh, look forward to entertaining. Brad Brad said that he's probably going to be down there as well. So you know what? If you don't like me, Brad will probably be down there too. Schuster, our guy Nate, the crew. So Brad, as always, appreciate you, my guy. Where can they find your stuff, and when is your rant going to be going up? You know, I should be doing something. I'm hoping uh, to get it up today. It's been a little bit of crazy day. I've already had uh, the two other appointments and two more tonight in a hockey game. But, uh, yeah, hope to have a, a, a podcast up. You can find it. Uh, obviously, follow me on Twitter, WSR Brad. Just go to either Apple, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and it's uh, the Wildcat Sports Report Wildcast. Yeah, I had the name first. I was right. also first with Hill Mary, by the way. Can I get you to say back? And you've changed your background to back changed the A. It, which, changed it two weeks ago. Yeah, I back the back the A. I didn't know. A. There's an A back in Alice. Um, you know, we're good here. And hey, you want my prediction for your boy Shane? Dillingham, yeah, what, ASU coach. Kyle Dill. All right. Kenny okay. Dillingham. I think uh, they could be worse than that. And I think I think B enemy goes to Colorado. You think B enemy goes to Colorado? I think he's sick of the NFL, like overlooking him for jobs. He goes to Colorado. You know what? I think if you're Colorado, I mean, you got to make a move at this point. So, oh yeah, you know, it's done. It's just I think they're waiting till after like December or something because they save like a million dollars. All right, Brad. Again, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, Saturday. But everybody else out there, again, thanks a ton. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Mm-hmm.